Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Team Selection Podcast on the AFL Ratings Network. My name is Pete and I go by the name for AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. Welcome to co-host and seven purse Ryan Daniels. G'day, Rhino. G'day, Pete. How are we doing? All good. Straight into it. Notable players to discuss for round 11. So Sydney, uh, Friday night versus Carlton. Tom Hickey replaces the injured Peter Adams. Will Gould unfortunately dropped along with Dylan Stevens omitted. Interesting. Just as a side note here for trade period, Dylan Stevens out of contract. Yeah, there's a couple of those sorts of players. I think Sam Flanders at Gold Coast is the other one. Those sort of semi-high draft picks um, who have, you know, good pedigree when they're coming through. Uh, and just haven't been able to really solidify themselves in their side. So they're, they're interesting watchers, and we always like players who move clubs. So I think we'll have those names on our radar going into next year if they do happen to move. Um, but the, I suppose the big one for Sydney there is Hickey, who's a, a much more dependable player than, than Laddams. Um, and Sydney's still missing key defenders, and yep. they come up against Carlton, who have two very, very good key forwards. So um, it's going to be a fascinating game. Um, we don't really know which Carlton's going to show up. Um, Sydney have been pretty awful for four or five weeks. Um, but what I do love is Errol Goulden on a Friday night, you get that little vice captaincy, you just let the little fella run around and do what he does best. Hopefully that is the case. But a couple of things out of your comments there. Uh, I think Sydney's defence, Carlton are going to stretch it uh, because they've named Tom DeConning here. Uh, so they pretty much want to stretch yep. Sydney for height there. And the other thing that Sydney cricket ground does, it's like obviously a smaller top ground. Like it's a really, you know, a dirt, down and dirty contested top game. So I think I think the Carlton game plan of Cripps, you know, Hewitt's back in there now for the 22. Um, we've got Cherry in there as well, uh, Kennedy in there as well. I think it's going to be a highly contested game. And I think Carlton will try and get them on the inside midfield and obviously stretch them for the height uh, with Sydney having so many injuries. Yeah, that's good. That's true. The one thing with Carlton that we know is that they're a great fantasy team because they chip the ball around. You don't get as much space to do that at the SCG. Yep. So maybe some of those fringe midfielders that tend to go big some weeks, they might not be able to go as big, whereas your sort of tackling mid yep. your inside, like Cripps, shouldn't have a great week. Um, but I'm talking about guys like Akers, blokes like Chera, some of them who get those, a lot of the plus sixes. Um, maybe we don't see as many of those, but we see more tackling numbers and um, getting the ball forward quicker. Yeah, exactly. Completely agree. Outside stuff doesn't really work at the SCG. Inside stuff, tackle numbers, contest the ball, that works there. So let's move on here. Tom Sparrow and James Harms in for Melbourne. Clayton Oliver unfortunately misses with a hamstring injury, so a bit of a vague situation for Melbourne when he's going to return, but a hamstring is a hamstring, so he'll miss this week. Lockie Hunter is the interesting one here. He misses through suspension. So, you know, Clayton Oliver is the one midfielder out. Melbourne bring in two in Sparrow and Harms, and Lockie Hunter is missing. So as much as Angus Brayshaw went inside midfield last week with Hunter missing and Angus Brayshaw has played wing previously, I expect I expect 
Uh, Brayshaw to take up a wing role there against Fremantle. Um, so he might be pushed out on the outside for that with regards to Sparrow and Harms going inside midfield. Yeah, and they didn't add Jordan. So Jordan was a sub last week, yep. and he's back out again this week. So I, I thought they were going to just name Jordan easy like-for-like like sort of replacement on the wing there, but they didn't. So, yeah, you're right. Brayshaw on the wing is interesting. And the other one, like I know they brought in Sparrow and they brought in Harms, and they can play them in there. The, the one I'm interested in is Cosy Pickett. Will this be the week that we see him get a bit more of that mid-time? Um, that the window is there for, for a couple of weeks. They might want to do that because um, he's so dynamic when he's in there. I know he's great up forward too, but... It's a real watch for Melbourne um, the, the, to see who the big winner is from the Oliver injury. It might take a week or two to figure that out, but that is the one that could, could pivot a few seasons for a month. Yeah, I think uh, Vonnie high centre-bounce usage, and I think Petrarca will be extremely high this week there as well. And obviously Pickett there yep. can see a little bit of an increase there as well. well On to Freeman also, uh, Michael Walters' injury issue, uh, you can cover that in a sec. Uh, Matt, Matty Johnson into the 22, Nat 5, as you covered with regards to Justin Longmuir on 7 Perth this week. Unlimited minutes for him this week if they require. Yeah, I, look, I think um, that Walters is a pretty requirement. It's just a minor calf injury, so it's nothing to be too worried about, but he's really important to them. He kicked three against Geelong last week. Mm. He's really been a spark to them in the last month. So that's a big out for, for Wally Alup or Fremantle. Um, Johnson, I love Johnson into the 22. That's great. He's been in pretty good form. And like the fact that he came back from suspension, they, they, they would have loved to have played him in the 22 last week, but there was just no spots. So they gave him the sub role and they found a spot for him now. Um, so that's great for him, and you know I think that kid's going to be pretty special once he gets rolling. Fife will play more midfield time again this week, so I expect him to play a whole game. That they, they don't plan to sub him out this week unless something goes wrong. So you might get some value on Fifey pretty soon. Uh, so the next one here is Geelong. Oshin Mullen to debut, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Uh, big Irish star, and obviously can play a stack of halfback there as well. So really looking forward to see what he can do in the early stages of his AFL career. Uh, Mitch Nevitt, unfortunately, I admitted, um, just fell off in the second half last week over in Perth, and Max Holmes, unfortunately, so low with a knee injury there as well. Yeah, that's a bummer for those guys. I really like Nevitt. I think he's yep. going to be something. He's got good size. I think he's, a, he's an impact player. I think he's going to have a really good career. Um, and Mullen is fascinating. I mean, this week, he's one of the very few players that you can trade down to. He's going to be an extremely popular pick. We saw Zach Tui spruiking him as, you know, the Irish version of Nick Dacos. Yep. He's won two of their sort of Nap Rising Stars versions of theirs in a row. Um, whether or not he can translate that, he's only played, I think, I read somewhere four or five games of, of Aussie rules. Yeah, that like, that, that's... That's amazing. Like it's this guy could be like a serious talent to be getting that kind of a look that early. So fascinated to watch him, and you're almost forced to bring him in this week. He's downgrading. So I think there'll be a lot of people invested in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
So onto the Giants here. So Josh Kelly unfortunately sold on with a hamstring injury, and he played you know the second half with that hamstring there as well. So amazing there. So while Nick Haynes and Harry Himmelberg will miss through concussion, and uh, Callum Ward into the 22, I'd expect him to be used uh, a fair bit through that midfield. Uh, I think Stephen Kenilo is the big winner through through the midfield here. I think he should see higher centre bounce and midfield usage there for me. But yeah, Warden's 22. I expect to see a sprinkling of midfield usage at the minimum. You know what really intrigues me is Nick Haynes has had a really good role all season. I think he was averaging high 80s before last week when he got the nine in concussion. Himmelberg went back there last week to help out as an intercept defender in that role. Both those guys are out. Now, we also know that Phil Davis is injured, Sam Taylor is injured, uh, a couple of the other sort of fringe defenders. Yeah, who is going to play the Nick Haynes role and or the Himmelberg role? So Whitfield is the big winner in that case? Yeah, for me. Well, that's significant. Like, I think that's really significant because the Giants, as I said, Nick Haynes has had a great year. Himmelberg, we've seen what he could do. If they're going to give Whitfield that role... He, he could be a, a serious jump for the next couple of weeks at least um, because typically these days these concussions tend to keep players out for two games, not just one. Yep. So I'm fascinated to see that, definitely. On to Gold Coast here. So Ben Long returns for Gold Coast. Well, Brandon Ellis, uh, look at this. He's omitted from that team and a few players hold there that are obviously of high fantasy interest there as well. Yeah, Brandon Ellis, interesting, right? Like, um, you know, experienced player, pretty good player. Um, but, you know, he's at that point of his career where if he isn't in fantastic form, they're, they're trying to blood a lot of young guys. So, yeah, I, I kind of like it from Stewie G. It's a bit of a statement. Um, but, yeah, good to see the young guys hold their spots. Uh, Lockie McNeil for the Bulldogs moves into 22. Unfortunately, Jason Joe Hennison, who's been doing well in defence for the Bulldogs, so along with a significant hamstring injury, he'll miss uh, quite a few weeks there. Yeah, um, that's that's flattening. He's been really good, really good pickup for anyone that jumped on him in, in whatever format as well. Uh, and Lockie McNeil, we've seen enough of him to know that he's not fantasy relevant. The one I'm liking for the Bulldogs at the moment is um, Bailey Dale. I yep. think he's in, he's in ripping form. He's in a couple of big weeks in a row. And if you're in AFL fantasy salary cap version, he's very quite cheap. He's under 700. Um, so it's one that you could look at as a point of difference to jump on this week. Yeah, and Trelaw is probably expected back in the next game, so not named for this week. So that yep. could push Caleb Daniel back out of the midfield, um, back to defence. But still, even if Daniel goes back to defence there a little bit, I still think Dale's a, a really good option there as well. So onto West Coast here. Yep. So uh, uh, some of the ends here, Barras, Hearn, Yo, all experienced. Good to see them back. Well, O'Neill, who was a tagger last week, uh, omitted with Chesser as well. Obviously, the sub to be determined. And the one, unfortunately, one... Last week was Jermaine Jones sideline with that ankle injury, and he was actually, as Simo pointed out in the presser, he was the one player that was performing well. Yeah, he's had a really good year. He's probably been one of their very few breakout players of the year. Um, the role is interesting because he's been playing off half-back and he's been playing it really well. So who gets that sweet role? Now, you know they've named him in the midfield, but I would expect him to play a fair bit of the game as a defender. Yep. So three, those three guys that they've brought, they've brought in, the three big names, Yo, Barris, and Herm, all play down back, I would think. Yo might spend some time in the middle, but, yeah, I, I do think while he's easing his way back again, I think that's probably best for him to play some defence. So um, I expect West Coast to try to hold that ball up this week. I, I think that they do not want another game where they lose by 116 points. Not at home, not after the week they've had in the news. Uh, they would like to keep this margin presentable. 
Um, I think the line for this game is 49.5, and and it may be even coming to 45 now, which I think is a bit low. Um, But I I do expect West Coast to minimise the damage, uh, and that's a big part of it. In terms of Chesser, there's a chance he's a sub, but the the message they keep putting out about him is that they would love to give him some time in the waffle to get his um, confidence and his form up because he's just not ready for this level because he hasn't had any continuity. So it, it, in a perfect world, he'd go back and play four or five games in the waffle and get in. Um, some chance he's a sub, but I think it'll probably be on him. And onto the bowlers there. So Dylan Shield returns. Uh, Kane Baldwin, I thought, was actually really good last week. Uh, he's been omitted. Obviously, t- sub to be determined there. Yeah, it's interesting because we, we sort of got to look at the midfield mix at the bombers last week. There was a couple of winners there. Caldwell was one of the winners, which I think I might have called yep. last week on this pod from memory I was really on to him I think he put 112 up um, just my little humble brag there yeah. um, but the, the, the Shield coming in will probably change that right it changes the dynamic again um, but still Setterfield and um, Parish are both at least four weeks away probably five yep. so there's still plenty of time for, for points to be made Okay, just a couple of Sunday notes here. Extended squads at the moment, but, you know, Cam Suha named. I expect him to play. Daniel Rich named. Uh, Harry Sharp has already been omitted. Uh, for Adelaide there, just a couple of notables here. For experience there, Walker and Dodie have been uh, declared as ins by Matthew Nix today. So not much really going on from a fantasy perspective. Obviously, those teams get named Friday afternoon. Yeah, I suppose the biggest bummer is a lot of these kids coming out of the teams this week. Um, we're short on cash cows. We're short on cash generation. Um, and we're not really getting many uh, in terms of uh, guys coming in. So, you know, it's all about the, the Mullen, the Irish O'Shane Mullen, whoever you say his name. Yep. He's the guy this week. Um, put all your eggs in the uh, in the Irish basket and hope that um, he can pull it off. Yeah, imagine Tom Stewart taking a stack of marks and just feeding Mullen on debut. It would be good to see. So <laughs> we'll see how that pans it. out. Um, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, so where can the listeners find you in your regular spots this week, Brian? Uh, yeah, usual spots, Footy Rhino on Twitter. Um, if you're listening to Triple M, I think I'll be, I'll be doing the West Coast Essendon game. If you're a mad Essendon fan, you probably will watch or listen to that game any other way. Um, and, uh, yeah, just seven news if you're in Perth and in the West and all the other places. It's very busy during footy season, but, um, yeah, if you can't find me, you're not looking hard enough. AFL Ratings on Twitter, AFL Ratings Pete for me, aflratings.com.au for a stack of fantasy intel. All right, until team selection next week, have a great weekend and good luck to listeners around 11. You too, Pete, and good luck to those listeners.